Moose and Maggie with you here on this Saturday morning on CBS Sports Radio. Let's hit the guest line right now. Let's welcome aboard Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, co-author of Return of the King. Hey, Brian, Mark Malus is Maggie Gray with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud. Good morning. Uh, how's uh, so? Uh, first and foremost, uh, the book. You know when it, when he returns, when LeBron returns to Cleveland, and you've been with him every step of the way, Brian. You know how were surprised were you when you when you started getting to the details of this book and and breaking it all down? Um, you know what hit you the most? What do you want the reader to come away from this book with the most? Yeah, well, I think LeBron was concerned personally about the, port- the portrayal of what happened in 2010 being a defining moment in his career. He did not want that to be the defining moment in his career. And that, you know, there was a lot of circumstances to why he came back to Cleveland and it's covered in this book, but he, I think he wanted to make, to, to cleanse that to, to a certain extent. And um, so when we sat down to, to do this project, LeBron and his agents were very willing to give a lot of details about the actual process of what happened when he left Miami to come to Cleveland. And so I, I probably could have done an entire book just on that event. Um, and so the first five chapters of this book really deal with, with, with what happened, which is sort of now forgotten, but to LeBron was very important that the lessons that they learned from the decision were applied in 2014. Um, and then obviously the story only got more fascinating from there. Uh, the David Blatt, uh, experiment, which again, I could have written a book just on that. Um, and, uh, then, you know, them losing in the finals and coming back last year and being down three, one and rallying and everything that was going on, uh, in the huddles, uh, on the planes, uh, in the practices, the stuff that normally I wouldn't have been able to ever find out, but because they won three, one, there was this three month period where I was able to sort of take advantage of their euphoria, and they told me a whole bunch of stories. And so all that is in this book. And um, we've been very fortunate that people like it. Uh, 70% of the sales have been from outside Ohio. So a lot of people who are not even Cavs fans are enjoying it. And I think if you like LeBron James, you want to know more about his story, you'll, you'll, know, you'll learn a lot more about him in this book. Oh, Brian, the amount of detail that you have in this book, it's like you feel like you get the almost day by day of what was going on, and it seemed like every day – there was something new that was happening, but just to bring it now, what you learned um, in this book to what's happening literally this week is Ty Lu, who you mentioned you could write a whole book about David Blatt and Ty Lu and how that all went down with David Griffin and Dan Gilbert and, and all of that. But Ty Lu comes out this week and says, I have the toughest job in the NBA. Now, I think a lot of people and maybe even coaches look sideways to that. Where do you think he's coming from there? Because I know that there are issues with chemistry, and I felt like the Cavs kind of dealt with that last year a lot more than they did this year. No, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I think Ty is still learning, and I think he he does not like dealing with the media. He's not a, he's not a bad with the media. He doesn't like doing the job. He doesn't like when he holds out players that he gets criticized. Um, he's not used to that yet. Remember, he's still – He's been a coach for a year and a half. We're not talking about a guy who's been around a long time who has a lot of perspective. But I can tell you with very strong confidence, a guy who has LeBron James on his team, 
a guy who won a championship in his first season as coach, and a guy who makes $7 million a year to handle the headaches to come along with coaching a high-profile team does not have the hardest job <laughs> in the NBA. And I give him a pass because I understand what he's going through because I've covered high-profile NBA teams for years now, and I understand the challenges of, of his job. But in, in years in the future, maybe months in the future, he's going to look back and realize he's, he didn't really mean that. You know, Brian, uh, you've been and you, uh, you know, I don't think there's anybody that's known LeBron longer, been closer to LeBron longer than you. Um, wh- who is the real LeBron James from your perspective, Brian? Well, you, you have to understand he's it, – it's, it's a remarkable marriage of talents and abilities. He talks about – he said before, you've probably heard him say this, that – He's just a kid from Akron, Ohio. He's not supposed to be here. He tried to sort of to downplays and make himself humble. And that's a nice thing to say, and I'm sure that's attractive to people. That's not true. He actually is supposed to be here. He's, he's been gifted with one of the most incredible skill sets that I've ever seen from a human. He was born with an incredible body incredible ability to build muscle and, you know, incredible talent and natural gifts to not only be very strong and very big, but also very graceful. And, um, and, and, and he's ambidextrous, which is people are remembering today because he made a couple of left-handed shots last night, but he's been ambidextrous his whole life. Um, and then he's got incredible intelligence. He's, his memory is as good as anybody I've ever encountered. Uh, his ability to have perspective is as good as anybody I've ever encountered. And on top of all that, he's got a remarkable work ethic. Obviously, if you just see the way he is physically, uh, you can tell how hard he works. The package of abilities and talents and drive that this man has are just an, un, you know, talk about an outlier amongst an outlier amongst an outlier. And, you know, there are moments where it can be frustrating to be around LeBron. He's, he, he has a, a moodiness streak, and if you catch him in a bad mood on a bad day, you can really be offended by him. But trust me, he has way, way, way more good days than bad days. Uh, there are times when his teammates are frustrated with him, that his coaches are frustrated with him. Yet you take a step back and look at the totality of his career he has done nothing but lift up his teammates and coaches, get them championships, get them contracts, make their lives better. Um, he is truly uh, one of the most uh, unique people on the planet. We're talking with Brian Windhorse. He and Dave McMenamin wrote the book Return of the King. It's a fascinating book and really pulls back the curtain on this time in sports history that we're all going to remember so well. Uh, Brian, when you came into Sports Illustrated and we did an interview, one of the things that I asked you about was LeBron's motivation. You know, he wanted to go back to Cleveland, win the title for the Cavs and for Northeast Ohio. He did that. No, he said he's chasing Jordan's ghost. But you brought up something that I had never heard of or thought of, which was the idea that perhaps he could stay in the league long enough to play with his son, Bronny, uh, can you flesh that out for our listeners and why you think that could be a reality? Yeah, so his son is, what was he, 12? He's 12 years, 12, he's 13 years old now. LeBron uh, became a father when he was 19 um, with the woman he's married to now. Um, and he has two sons, uh, one of whom was born during the 2007 finals. So he's coming up on 10 years old here. And his other son is 13. His 13-year-old son, LeBron Jr., uh, he goes by Bronny, is incredibly talented. Uh, LeBron says he's more talented 
and a better player than he was when he was the same age. I do not find that to be true, but he certainly has the world-class coaching, world-class uh, training. I mean, <laughs> the gym and everything in LeBron's house is as good as you'll find anywhere in the country, and he plays on world-class uh, teams. LeBron flies his son's AAU team around on a private jet in the summers. So um, th- th- this is, you know, he has the make, and he also looks like he's probably going to be at least 6'6", six, six, if not taller. He has, you know, if you just do some Googling, you will see some highlights of him. And what blows me away is I watch his son run. He runs exactly like his father. I don't know whether he is going to be good enough to be an NBA player, but certainly as you look across the breadth of what, 13-year-olds uh, do, he looks like he could be an NBA player. And if, it, if he were to be good enough to, to, to play one year of, of, of college and come out of college, LeBron would be about 38, 39 when, um, when he would have a chance to come into the NBA. And whether or not it happens or not, it gives LeBron something to shoot for, to, make, to stay healthy and work hard and continue to be in the NBA by the time he's 38 and 39 to achieve potentially a goal that I don't think we've ever seen before. If, we've, if it's happened in the NBA, a father-son, I'm not aware of it. Brian, final one from me. LeBron, when he went to Miami, you know, didn't enjoy being the villain across the country. Does it bother him anymore? Does LeBron need to be loved? He sort of posts that. You know, I can tell you traveling around the country – He's loved every single where he, every single place he goes. I can tell you, looking at the sales of this book spread across the country, people across the country are interested in him. Uh, he's been, he's he's pretty much played out in front of 98% sold out arenas for 10 years. Um, his television ratings are consistently in the top two. Uh, I think he knows what people think about him. Uh, and yeah, it did bother him back in 2010 about being the villain. Nowadays, he doesn't care anymore, and it's good because mo- most places, he's not. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider. Check him out there. Co-author, Return of the King. Great book. Hey, Brian, uh, we appreciate a couple minutes this morning. Have yourself a great weekend. All right, bud? Thank you. You too. Take care.